Hey, welcome back to the Year Glowing Podcast with your glowing host, me, Kim Perry. Hi, thank you for being here. <laughs> if it's your first episode, welcome. Buckle up. <laughs> and if you're returning, hey, how's it going? I'm glad you came back. We are in full back to school swing. I hope you are getting into a rhythm or routine, or maybe you're feeling that coming on. Maybe you're feeling that coming on because you're about to go back to school or the season is approaching wherever you live. But here in Florida, we're a couple weeks in, which is crazy because now we got a system, we got a flow, and I'm feeling it. I am feeling it. Also, I'm feeling the new workouts. I've been filming new workouts for Fit Pregnancy for the first trimester specifically. And here's why I'm really excited about it. It's because I'm feeling nauseous. Like I am still in the nausea phase of the first trimester, the fatigue, I'm exhausted. I need to like literally sit down and close my eyes, lay down. I need to lay down. I'm not napping. I rarely get the opportunity. So we're tired, we're nauseous. And I'm like, you know what? You know what's a great idea? I got to film some workouts. (laughs) You might be like, that's insane. What's wrong with this girl? I'll tell you what's wrong. It's not with me. It's the world. Like there are not enough workouts for the woman who is in her first trimester, who is feeling these feelings and she needs modification. She doesn't even want to work out, but she's showing up because her doctor told her exercise is good for her. She's wanting to move her body. And maybe it was part of her routine before she got pregnant. So I wanted to make these workouts very specific to that exact stage and phase of life and of pregnancy. So we're doing it. We are already six workouts in. Six new workouts. That's like a whole brand new. Actually, I wouldn't even do those all in one week. I would spread them out and spread it into like two weeks, throw like a yoga or maybe... Yeah, I'd throw some yoga in there. New to Fit Pregnancy, I'm going to post the link down below in the um, episode description. So if you are currently pregnant or have a friend who is looking for some workouts, especially in that first early first trimester, I got you. We got you. And there's more to come. And don't you doubt for a second that I'm going to stop. I'm going to keep going each trimester adding love that I'm pregnant again. I have continued to add to this program throughout the years. But now that I am fully immersed in pregnancy, I am going to be pouring into this program even more. So get excited for that. Also, in addition, I'm going to host a group, a group of pregnant moms who want to get together monthly. Maybe it's going to be virtual because it's going to be really hard to get us all together every single month. So virtually, we're going to get together. We're going to talk. You can ask me any and all of your questions. So get excited for that. That's coming up too. It's on deck. We'll have maybe an early, what is it called? Like an early bird access. I don't want to have to limit this group, but I'm thinking like if I want to be able to get to everyone's questions and go through everything. So you want you don't want to sleep on that when I finally release it, but maybe I'll put the wait list for that below as well. And then the last thing that's been going on recently is the retreat. We are planning a retreat. It's happening. It is happening. We have narrowed down the locations, which seems to be the hardest part because it's literally like planning a wedding. Think of a date in your mind that you want it to be. And then you go find the location. Then you find out that that location is not available on your date or the price is three times higher on that weekend that you picked versus the weekend before. <laughs> it's insane. It just, it really is bringing me back to 2013 when I was planning my little, my little wedding And it's just, there's so many moving parts. The hardest part for sure is nailing down that date and location for sure. But next I'm like, are people going to come? Are you coming to this? Listen, like I'm knocking on your knock, knock. Are you coming to the retreat? Cause I'm planning it. It might just be me and a couple of my friends. (laughs) 
or my sister, my mom will be there <laughs> and the three of us will hang out. We'll just hang out at the pool and we'll, we'll ha- there's going to be lots of swag bag stuff. I don't know what I'm going to do with all this. You got to, you got to come through. You got to meet me on the beach. It's going to be in Sarasota, Florida. You're coming to me. In January 2024, I am working on getting early access tickets availability for that so we can lock in those tickets because this is definitely going to be limited. The event space can only hold so many people. There are only so many rooms available. You can come solo. You can grab your best mom friend or your sister, bring her with you. Say, hey, I haven't gone anywhere in a long time. I need you for moral support. Come with me. You'll get a swag bag and get your tickets and get in now. Because I did, I, I had put out a survey and I got lots of great feedback on that. I wasn't sure, do do you really want to be on the ocean? Do you want to go shopping and go out to restaurants or do you want to just chill in your room? Do you want to get a lot of sleep? Do you want to do a workout? Like what do you want the experience to look like? So hearing back from everyone who responded was just so, so helpful. All right. So we're moving forward with the retreat. If you have any questions about it, you can always email me team at kimperry.com. T-E-A-M at kimperry.com. Ask me all of your retreat questions. If we haven't already released a date, it will be available very soon because I know planning and making those arrangements is a lot of work, especially when you have a family, especially when you have a job and your husband's working and out of the house. Flights too. Like if you can book a flight this month for January, you are going to save way more money than if you waited till like November or December to book the flight when everybody's traveling and getting that itch to like come to Florida because it's beautiful. More on the retreat coming soon. Um, Let's see. I do have one show that I watched this week that I mm, listen. I wanted to watch it because I thought this It's a docu-series, actually, not a show. I thought it was the true story that the horror movie The Orphan was based off of, but it wasn't. (laughs) It was just another like crazy story. So here's the basis of it. This family has two or three boys, three children. One of them is a literal genius. The family's doing great. They're like traveling the world with their genius son. And they eventually say, you know what? We want to adopt a girl, a daughter, or just another child. And then they don't believe that the birth certificate information was correct. They don't believe that she's her real age. And this is all told from the father of the family the father of the adoptive family. It's all like from his perspective and then also like some neighbors in there. But basically um, it tells it from their point of view. It makes you think it's an adult woman <laughs> posing as a child, which is what that that horror movie is about. And that was also based off of a true story of, a th- I think she was 33 years old. Her name was Barbara Skrlova and she was from the Czech Republic, I think. Um, And she posed as a 13-year-old. And then they made that into a horror movie, which as you can imagine would be terrifying. So anyways, the family kind of like ran with that narrative and they had this whole story behind it of all this crazy stuff that the, the child did. But then you get to the end and they were not able to prove that she was an adult. They were kind of proving like, nope, she actually is a child. And if you look at like the reviews of this movie, it's kind of like, it's kind of sad because basically the girl was abused, the child. And and then you, you can't really tell who's lying. Like what actually happened in this household? It's either way, it's a sad story and it's pretty insane. I don't recommend watching it. It's a lot of episodes and not the happiest ending. It's just kind of like made me uncomfortable, but it really piqued my interest because I wanted to watch it thinking that it was an adult 
person, which I'm like, I still don't know. I still don't know which way I'm going to go with that. I kind of want to pretend I never saw it and I don't have to think about it ever again. <laughs> Yikes. Um, other things I've watched, just my regular Teen Mom OG and Jersey Shore Family Vacation. I need to take a sip of my iced tea. You know, that's what I've been sipping on every day and some water. Take a sip with me. You got to hydrate. We got to do this together. I am really thirsty. And honestly, I don't think I've been drinking enough water. So we got to up that hydration level. Now, listen, I typically, my goal, my goal, I should say, is to keep the pregnancy stuff for Wednesdays, for bump days. That's what it's all about. But this has just been such a forefront of my life and what's going on. And with the name of the podcast, like we got to talk about being pregnant. I wanted to go through the Q&A questions box that I had put up late last week and just answer like the burning questions that have been submitted. I feel really winded. That's a symptom of pregnancy. Okay. (laughs) I swear I work out. Okay. The most asked question is probably this one. Are you finding out the gender? Are you finding out the sex of the baby? Immediately, I want to say yes, because I was like, I have to know. But I have second guessed that. I'm like, do I? It could be a really fun surprise because we didn't find out with Ayla. And honestly, how often in life do you get to choose a surprise like that? Like I'm going to, I want a big surprise. (laughs) I know I'm crazy, but thinking that this could be my last time, my last opportunity to do something like that, man. And also I love this feeling of not knowing first it kind of drives me crazy, but it's kind of like exciting. It's like, Ooh, I don't know. What's it going to be? What? What? Ooh, I don't know. And then once you know, you're kind of like, oh. And whether it's like, oh, it's a boy. Like, oh, okay. I get to get excited about that. But you kind of like miss out on that like anticipation. You're, you're walking away from the excitement in that way. Or if it's a girl, I'm going to be like, oh, okay, it's a girl. I've had three girls. I know what what's to come. So do we find out? Do we not find out? I'm going to ask Justin. I'm going to ask him what he wants to do because I'm on the fence. I could go either way. Also, while we're here talking about this, can we mention gender disappointment? Because part of me feels like if it's a girl, I will be slightly disappointed because I'm not about to have another four pregnancies in hopes to have a boy. Like I've told people this so many times or like usually it's grown adult men when they see a bunch of girls and they're like, oh, you're going to try for a boy? I say, excuse me, sir, you could try 10 times and have 10 girls. There's just no, there's no trying. What? Girls, like, why is it a bad thing? Why is it a bad thing to have a girl? It's, it can be really frustrating. I know all the girl moms out there totally feel me on this. And and boy moms, like if you're a boy mom and you hear like, oh, too bad, you can't get that girl or whatever the comment might be. It's just like, what if I really wanted a girl? And I'm this, it makes me sad every day or... No, it doesn't. Like all we care about is our kids being healthy. But yes, there is that internal disappointment that we're like, oh man, that's it. Just like, oh man, like I kind of wish I could experience a love from a son. I don't know. The closest thing I have to that is my nephew and I love him. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I would love a little boy because how I feel about my nephew. Like he is like, I just feel like we have a very sweet bond. And like I said, I know what it's like to have girls. I don't know what it's like to have a boy. So don't get to pick. You don't get to pick. So are we finding out TBD? We will see. (laughs) 
Somebody asked, not a question, but do you happen to have a code for Rookie Wellness? I do for Rookie Wellness. So from Rookie, that's the only protein powder that I am currently using. I haven't really actually used a different one for over a year. Um, I love their – they have post-workout hydration and BCAA drinks that are delicious for for muscle recovery. We love those. They also have the Wake, which I have been doing. I was nervous, but I had talked to someone over at Rookie that also used them in her first trimester, and she said they were a game changer. So my code is Kim Perry. My code is Kim Perry at checkout, and I think it saves you 15% off. But yeah, she said Wake was great because it does have B vitamins in there. It has a little bit of caffeine. I haven't been using a full packet at a time. However, you could. I could use a whole packet, but I want to save some of my caffeine for my iced tea. Just a personal choice. (laughs) What else is from Rookie? Actually, while I'm on their site real quick, let's just shop together. Oh, they're greens. They're greens drink, which has been really helpful for me in my first trimester if I'm not wanting to eat cooked vegetables, which just sounds like terrible right now or like vegetables in any form. I can have the greens drink. It's a little sweet, a little fruity, and you get all of your greens right there. You don't have to eat anything that makes you nauseous, okay? (laughs) So yes, I have a code. Um, Not pregnancy related. Next. Okay. Oh, we're getting into it. Will you have a home birth? I don't know. I got in contact with a doctor and it's like a midwife. I don't even know if I'm, I'm like, is it a doctor? Is it a midwife? Is there a difference? They're different. They're definitely different. But now that this is my fourth time going through this, I know, I know what it's like delivering in a hospital. I've done it. I've done it three different ways. I've done it with two failed epidurals. I've done it with a one successful epidural. I've done it without any medication because there wasn't enough time and no nurses in the room, literally. So I've had different experiences and I know what to expect for the most part. I know every labor is going to have different challenges and <laughs> different endings. Actually, no, they all pretty much have very similar endings, but how you get there is just a little different. So anyways, I would like to explore that option. I don't know if I fully want to do a home birth, but I'm considering a birthing center over a hospital setting. I could elaborate on that more, but I'll just say this. From what I have witnessed and read and seen, hospitals aren't as concerned for the mother that sounds so bad because I know a lot of women that work in like the labor and delivery. There were they they are concerned for the mom, but their job and the doctor's job is to get the baby out safely. That's the job. And they don't take into consideration a lot of our natural instincts, a lot of our how we're built and designed and yeah, designed to have babies. So like the whole laying on your back thing. We're not supposed to lay on our backs, especially me. I have an inverted uterus. Do you know what that means? My uterus is tilted back. So the whole top of it is against my back, which will cause back labor. When I have a contraction in my uterus, my entire back feels like it's breaking. It is incredibly, incredibly strong. I'm not going to use the, the P word for pain because you're not supposed to when you talk about labor. You're supposed to <laughs> call it... in or uh, what is it called? Like a surge or it's intensity. <laughs> it is mother freaking intense for me. And yeah, I just had to do my own research because the doctors never helped me with that. I had to figure it out on my own. And I learned from other midwives and doulas, um, better ways to birth a baby that I feel like are not important in a hospital setting. Like the hospital doesn't, <laughs> they just really try to get the baby out safely, you know? 
Okay. I've also had medical intervention that I did not consent to and I did not ask for. I wasn't even told it was happening until I screamed at the doctor in pain, what are you doing? Yeah, it was, I'm also traumatized. So there's that too. Okay. Next, how many weeks were you when you found out? I That is a great question. Let's count because here's the thing. If you calculate based off of my last period date, I would have been around six weeks. Yeah, I would have been six weeks pregnant when I found out. Would have been. But I don't ovulate on a regular 28-day cycle. My cycle is longer. So since I ovulated later, I found out closer to the date of conception, which put me back to four-ish weeks. I don't really know, honestly. It's so confusing. And it's confusing because... There aren't a lot of picture-perfect women working on this 28-day cycle. Some are more, some are less. The whole 40 weeks of pregnancy, too, like that's not for every woman either. I was either four or six or five, somewhere in between, (laughs) depending on what date you're going off of. So based off of the baby's measurement, I found out at four weeks. But if you calculated it by my, my period date, my first day of my last period, it would have been six. I know it's weird, but really they count how many weeks pregnant you are based off of your period, not based off of when you conceived. That's the best way I can explain it. In my head, I was six weeks pregnant, but in reality, I was only four. (laughs) I don't know why that's funny to me. It's just so silly. Like, like, this is when I go back to like the medical industry versus like naturally what our bodies are able to do and what they know. Like our bodies know what, how far along we are. <laughs> they just like, we don't have to tell our body, oh, it's time to make the placenta. You're, you're eight or nine weeks. Like you got to start doing it. No, your body just does it. And that's really cool to me. Somebody asked, is sleeping on your back starting 20 weeks dangerous? Okay, let's get into this for a second. This is like more just pregnancy in general. It depends. It really depends on your body and how it's shifting and changing. I would check with your doctor. And I will say this. I've gotten in trouble for saying this, but I'm going to say it. I was not affected by laying on my back. Some women aren't, but some women are severely affected by it. They will pass out if they lie flat on their back. So I think it's about knowing your body and understanding and just... Being having that awareness, like oh, when I lay, when I lay back on my flat on my back, I just oof, I feel a little woozy. Okay, well we're not gonna do that again. For me, I was able to do it. I actually felt very comfortable. Maybe it has something to do with my inverted uterus, but it's not blocking that blood flow like it can with other women. I think it has to do with our genetics and our makeup. But generally, it is advised not to lie on your back. Okay, what prenatal are you taking? I'm taking Ritual. I enjoy them. However, I still later will burp up a taste. Because when you take them, when you take Ritual, you get like a nice essenced flavor. You can choose lemon or peppermint. I like the lemon ones. So you don't really like taste it, but it's just like refreshing. Like you just took a sip of lemon water. And then like 30 minutes later, if I burp, I taste like vitamin burp. Ooh. (laughs) But I mean, I feel like you get that with a lot of different vitamins not just and this one was designed to be released later in your digestive tract i have a code i will put it below i think it's kim 20 20 off your first month next question need help getting moving every day i'm in the first try and i am so exhausted listen i am right there with you i am literally next to you right now i feel like i have accountability by showing up on instagram showing up to my my friends over on ig stories and posting that i worked out I really do. It does help me knowing that someone is watching 
And I, or at least I tell myself like, oh, if I don't work out, she's going to know. <laughs> so having that accountability, it does help. So if you need someone to check in with, you can check in with me. You can join us in MomFuel. That is the community I made for the moms who want to check in but don't want to be posting sweaty selfies on Instagram. Like it's not for everyone and I get it. So that's why we have MomFuel. And you can make a workout buddy in there. You can find a friend to team up with and hold you accountable. So that's an option. And then the Fit Pregnancy Program is great, which I talked about in the beginning. You have a schedule laid out for you. New workouts coming out. I'm doing them with you so you know you're not alone. All of that is in there. Other than that, I really wouldn't push yourself or be too hard on yourself because you are in survival mode right now, okay? Your body is not only growing a little bitty baby, you're growing an organ. It's a lot of work and there's so many symptoms that come with that. And sometimes the last thing you want to do is get out of bed and it's okay to stay in bed. It's okay to rest, go to bed early, hit snooze, (laughs) like all of those things. Right now, I'm telling you it's okay. You have permission. If anything, I would aim for four days of movement and that could be a 10 minute walk outside. And I say 10 minutes because I'm hoping you'll start walking and you'll like, you know, you'll walk for like five, six minutes and you're like, oh, I could go a little bit further. I could go a little bit further. The hardest part for me is starting. The hardest part for me is finding a comfortable workout outfit to put on and get moving. That's really hard. But when I know there's a workout waiting for me or I'm like, okay, I only have to do 10 minutes today that helps. It really does. Because if you're like, oh, I got to find something to wear. Oh, I don't know what kind of work I'm going to do. I really don't want to do this. And you're having this like spiraling, like this is going to be awful. I don't even want to be here. (laughs) So at least knowing you have something ready for you and it doesn't have to be long and you totally got this. That definitely helps so much. So those are my tips. And then yeah, workout clothes, find some go. I mean, you could go to Walmart or somewhere consignment store and shop sizes two times bigger than what you normally buy. That's like one of my old hacks is what I used to do. I just high waisted stuff, man, in the first trimester. I can't do it. I can't do it. It's triggering my nausea. Anything tight on my belly. Are you kidding me? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So it has been really hard. I don't have a lot of options. I feel like in my wardrobe right now, if you can find something a size or two bigger, that's going to feel more comfortable or something. I like a fold over waistband. There is a brand called Phoenix Co. And I think it's like P-H-N-N x.co on Instagram. They make these really comfortable pregnancy shorts that I've been loving. And then also obviously maternity workout gear is great. Um, It is going to be a little pricier, but it is so worth it if you're going to be working out in it regularly and it motivates you to put the clothes on, especially if they're going to be comfortable. You're like, yes, I'm going to wear my comfortable maternity leggings because I look cute. I feel good flattering my belly and I'm going to move my body and I'm going to feel good doing it. Then splurge and get yourself some workout pants. I have been linking as much as I can on like to know it recently. So like to know it is is the app. I'm sure you're familiar with it, but if not, come and find me over there. Kim Perry Co is my handle and I'm actually going to make some, they let you make collections. So I'm going to make like a bump friendly collection and put all my maternity favorites in there. But I also link stuff from like around the house, the girl's favorite toys and stuff that we use in our kitchen, all all different things. LinkedIn my like to know it. So if you ever wonder like, oh Kim, where'd you get that scrunchie? I'm like, first you can check my like to know it to see if it's there. Actually I don't think this one is, but I have like a cheetah print scrunchie. It's actually like a leopard. It's really it's my favorite. I, I grab it every time. All right, we're gonna end with this question. Will this be your last baby? Kim wrote this in and I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. 
I I'm gonna I want to say yes, but it makes me sad. It honestly makes me sad. And I've said this during my first trimester lows. I've been like, oh, but this is the last time I'm gonna feel nauseous because of the baby. And I'm like, is it really? That makes me so sad. But I am not. I'm not set up for five kids uh, mentally. Mm-mm. Physically, no. Emotionally, four seems like we're pushing the threshold. We are exceeding the limit. We are crossing new territories here. And I have never in my life ever said I wanted to have five children. <laughs> I barely even said it was four because the goal was always three. Joss and I both agreed from the get before like we even were married when we used to talk about this stuff. It's like, I want three kids. Like three is like a great number. We both came from families with three kids. And then we had three and said, no, this is so sad. I can't be done at three. But I don't know, man. Oh, boy. It's hard to picture more than four. I can picture a baby here. I can picture it. And it's going to be beautiful. And I really want to wrap my head around the fact that this is the last. And I want to soak up every minute. And I want to take lots of pictures and lots of videos and do photo shoots. And really just like, it's so hard. It is so hard. Oh, but I don't know. And also my age thing. Like, I'm like, I'm only getting older. And I'm not having a baby next year after I just had a baby. Like, I'm not getting pregnant again. And then I'm getting older every year. So that's one thing. But here's the thing, too. Age shouldn't be a factor because women of all ages can have babies. It's just mentally, I've been having kids for almost, (laughs) this will be seven. So next year will be eight. And that's like a lot, a lot of my life doing like the pregnant and baby thing for eight years. Wow, that's crazy. (laughs) How is it going by so fast? Anyways, I think after this, I'll be excited to move forward into motherhood, move forward into the next chapter and have like a fresh start of life as a mama for and be able to plan around not being pregnant. I'm looking forward to that because even in the last couple of years, I'm like, am I going to be pregnant? Like I'm in a wedding coming up at the end of the or beginning of next month when they said the date which they got engaged in 2020 so I already had three kids but and we weren't really planning on having more but I was like what if I'm pregnant (laughs) and now flash forward here we are all those years went by in between the planning of the wedding ordering the dresses doing the bridal shower wasn't pregnant wasn't pregnant and then boom the wedding comes and I'm pregnant Oh my gosh. But it'll be nice being able to like commit to things and know like I will not be pregnant for your event. Okay. But I will be pregnant for our event, our retreat that I can't wait to see you at. And this will be your last pregnancy sighting of Kim Perry in live in person. So you better be there. All right. Thank you. I gotta go. I hope to answer more questions next time. Thank you for joining me. I hope you're having a great week. Happy Monday, and I'll see you next time.